everybody, and welcome to Ghost Emoji. I'm Becca. I'm Taylor. And today, we're going to tell you some spooky stuff. The name of this kind of makes me hungry. Alagash? Kind of makes me think of, like, goulash. See, it made me think of, like, gashes. Like like a wound? Yeah. Oh, say that, like a goulash. The goulash mm. abductions. Yours is much more pleasant than my my interpretation. I think I might just be starting to get a little bit hungry. I have pizza already, so I'm feeling bloated and full. Oh. Well, that's the price you pay for pizza. I think it's worth it. <laughs> it is. I will suffer later, but it's fine. It's worth it. But yeah, that's that's right. Today we're talking about the Allagash uh, abductions. Where did you learn about these? Well... I decided to watch a compilation video on YouTube, as you do when you've run out of things to watch. And and it suggested it was something about Unsolved Mysteries. And I was like, I haven't watched Unsolved Mysteries in like a thousand years. I was like, I wonder what the scariest episodes of Unsolved Mysteries were. Because the theme music gave me chills, personally. I was just about to ask. (laughs) It's so good. It is so good. It's got such a good little little hook on it. I just, I can hear it in my head, and I. You should I love play it. it as the outro. <laughs> I I guess I could I could try. Part of me is worried that maybe that's a little too big, and one of our like forty listeners will snitch on us. <gasps> Would you? I'll find you. <laughs> I'll play it really really slow down so that way their algorithm can't find it. Ba do ba do ba do ba. Actually, I'm just going to play, I'm going to play that (laughs) really sped up. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so this was on it and I was like, oh, I actually wrote down a couple of them. So we might have a little bit of content for the next, next little bit from Unsolved Mysteries episodes. Because, yeah, why not? I'm in. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Yeah, give me your sources. Give me a little a little taste to get me started. All right. So the sources today are from unsolved.com. That's Unsolved Mysteries. Wikipedia. Hopkinsmedicine.org, which is Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins Medical website. But not John Hopkins because that's a skincare blog. <laughs> no, it's Johns Hopkins. <laughs> I just got ahead of myself. And fiddleheadfocus.com, and it's an article by Jessica Patila. So for years after he and his twin brother Jim and their two friends Chuck Rack and Charlie Foltz spent two weeks camping in the Allagash, Maine wilderness, Jack Wiener had disturbing, reoccurring dreams or nightmares that he didn't tell anyone about apart from his wife, Mary. Um, In the nightmares... He would see himself in a very brightly lit room, and he wouldn't know where he was or why he was there, and he'd see his brother Jim and his friends Chuck Rack and Charlie Foltz. Uh, They would be sitting naked on some sort of bench, and he would always wonder why they weren't helping him because he felt like he was in danger. And so while he's in the middle of trying to figure out why no one's helping him, he notices a dark, shadowy figure emerge from a bright light in front of him. And then he would wake up like sweating and breathing heavily and just in a state of like 
terror and shock. And this continued until 1988 when his twin brother, Jim, confessed that he'd also been having nightmares. And they turned out to be the same nightmares. Mm. Um, and this was a quote from Jack or Jim. I didn't write it down. Whoops. There were always certain elements of the dream that were the same. Some type of creature being helpless, being violated was a feeling I often woke up with. And in every dream, they were always with Charlie Foltz and Chuck Rack, which are two friends they'd met in school. And it led them to wonder if it was connected to a camping trip 12 years earlier in Maine. This is an alien abduction episode. We've never done one. Are you guys hype? I know. I guess we've, we've done like possible alien sightings, but no one's ever been grabbed. They got snatched. No one's ever got grabbed. Oh, no. People out here getting grabbed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is about the camping trip 12 years earlier. Uh, it was on August 20th, 1976. There's four men. Got brothers Jim Wiener and Jack Wiener with friends Charles Foltz and Charles Rack. And they go on a camping trip in Allagash, Maine for two weeks, which I like camping. I've never been camping for two weeks. That seems very hardcore to me. I mean, I don't, I don't know like the like the level of camping if it's like tent camping or hiking from a cabin to another cabin. But woof a doodle. <laughs> so I think they were paddling, like they were getting in a canoe and paddling up around. Um, I think it's Big Eagle Lake. And so they're going from like campsite to campsite, seeing different things. So they're, they're traveling essentially. It's not like camping in one spot, which neither sound appealing to me, but at least this makes more sense to me where it's like, oh, we're getting a change of scenery. We're doing different things, you know, mm -hmm. but anyways. Uh, the Allagash covers thousands of acres in the northernmost part of Maine. On the second night out, Jim noticed a bright object up in the sky. He said that it was floating above the treetops but didn't seem to be moving in any direction. Uh, he watched it through binoculars between 15 and 30 seconds before it suddenly winked out from the outside edges inward. He said it just went, woot. <laughs> that was the, the noise he said. Woot. <laughs> woot. Woot. And was gone. Kind of like a, oh, whoop, whoop. Um, and it left him with an odd feeling that wasn't quite right, but he didn't dwell on it beyond that. Uh, the four men continued through the Allagash wilderness, and on the fourth day, they decided to try night fishing on Big Eagle Lake. They built a bonfire to mark their campsite, but once they were out on the water, Chuck Rack was the first to realize that they weren't alone. And they don't mm -hmm. mean the fish. He said... He felt someone staring at him from behind. He turned over his right shoulder and saw a large round globe of light that looked exactly like what they'd seen two nights previously. It apparently had a rolling effect to it, like a miniature sun, which sounds scary. Um, it was very, very bright, and it lit up the treetops, but was absolutely silent. After they looked at it for what felt like several moments, they decided to signal it, which I think is a terrible idea. I agree, but... What can you do? Can't go back in yeah. time and be like, don't, don't do it. Guys, just don't, don't. I'm doing like the, the X across my neck. Just say don't, 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 don't. Just say no to signaling bright lights. <sighs> and that's when Charlie picked up the flashlight and sent off a SOS message. Probably just wanted to show off that he knew Morse code because I don't. 
Um, so there was an immediate response to the SOS, which sounds terrifying. Charles Fott said, mm-hmm. well, when the light started coming toward us, my curiosity was satisfied. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped the flashlight. The only thought in my mind was to get to shore. I never looked back. They then began paddling back to shore, all the while looking behind their shoulders. Just pat, don't look back, just keep going. They, I guess, were trying to keep an eye on the object since it was coming up behind them really quick. Um, It was getting very close and was almost on top of them. And Jack remembers thinking that they wouldn't be able to outrun it. And then the next thing they remember is being back on shore, staring up at the bright object. Jim, I don't... I don't know if it's Weiner or Wiener. I didn't look it up. I think it might be Weiner. He said, I remember thinking, I could pick up a stone and bounce it off this thing's side. That's how close it was. And then all of a sudden, it just streaked away very, very fast. And within a few seconds, it was like a star, just another light in the sky. Chuck remembered stepping out of the canoe and going up to the campsite. They weren't panicking. Everyone seemed very relaxed. All of the four men said agreed that they'd only been out on the lake for less than 20 minutes. Um, the huge bonfire they'd built before going out on the lake, though, which should have burned for hours, only had coals remaining, which indicated a longer passage of time had occurred and they'd all lost time. Um, and weirdly, they didn't stay up for hours and discuss it. They all apparently felt very fatigued and wanted to go to bed. And then the next morning, they just got up, got their camp together and paddled to the next campsite, which I can't imagine. Have you ever lost time? No. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I feel like I have, I think I'm projecting a memory of someone else from either like college or high school or someone talking about how like they got in the shower before school and were washing their hair or something and they were like, I swear I was only in there for like five minutes and then I got out and like an hour had gone by. They, But it didn't sound like it was the kind of thing where, oh, you're just in the shower and you're washing your hair and you just kind of get carried away and you're conditioning and I don't know, it just ends up taking longer than you meant to. But you know, getting out and genuinely thinking that you've only been in there for five minutes and an hour has gone by. Mm-hmm. Seems really scary because I would be like, okay, I don't think I've been in a fugue state. I haven't been doing anything. I would just be like, oh, this is, there was some kind of malfunction in this hologram that we all live in and yep. something glitched out. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, the only lost time I've ever had is uh, playing Fable 2, which actually, so I think I solved the mystery. (laughs) Okay, yeah, give us an update. Okay, so I don't think I ever played Fable 2. Ryan remembers me playing Fable 2, and then I started playing Fable 3 because I was like, I don't really like Fable 2 very much. I was like, I'm going to try 3. And so I started playing it, and I was like, I remember playing this. I was like, this is what you remember me playing. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I was like, He was just really out here trying to convince you. He's like, no, you did. I remember. I spent like two to three weeks thinking I had just lost time of an entire video game that I played and did not recall. (laughs) His memory is airtight normally. So either, I mean, maybe I guess I did lose time, but I don't think so. Because once I turned on um, Fable 3, I recognized the music and then I recognized the opening sequence and everything since I've been like, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, this is yeah, I ring this is ringing bells. <sighs> but yeah. So, they spent another 10 days in the Gal- Alagash wilderness, but they never saw the bright light again. 
And then um, over the years, they told their friends and family about the UFO sighting, but nobody ever believed them. They said they barely believed it themselves. That was until Jim and Jack began having nightmares. Jim eventually contacted UFO researcher Ray Fowler to help. Uh, Fowler suggested the four undergo hypnosis with a trained hypnotherapist to recover details from the sighting. Uh, Under hypnosis, each of the men experienced terrifying repressed memories of being abducted. All the stories were nearly exactly alike. Independent of one another, they drew illustrations of the recollections. They all said they'd been taken aboard the craft. They all said the aliens forced them to strip naked and seemed to be conducting medical experiments. And they all said that the aliens took samples of the men's skin and body fluids, in- bodily fluids, including their blood, urine, and semen. So I wonder if this guy that he recommended, if Ray Fowler is specifically a UFO researcher, and he was like, go talk to this hypnosis guy. I wonder if the hypno guy is also a UFO enthusiast. I mean, it's possible, but I definitely talk about hypnosis uh, and repressed memories down at the bottom. So we will get to that. But I did want to briefly touch on... Uh, oh, so when I was reading this, I was like... It sounds like they sent an SOS, which means, like, help me. Mm-hmm. And then the aliens come, they put them on their thing, they, like, make them strip and they check them all out. It doesn't sound like they actually, like, hurt them beyond just, like, probing them a little. Like, I think they talk about, like, scraping their arms and legs and taking samples and stuff. And I was like, I think he just went to, like, an alien doctor. And I think they were just like, you're fine. Why did you... Why'd you call for help? Yeah, but I, if they're aliens and they're that advanced, I have a feeling that they would know that that probably was not what they were looking for. I don't know. I'm just saying. Unless they think they're also aliens in disguise. Because I, I don't know how often you go to the doctor and they're like, well, you said you want some help. I'm about to stick this needle in your nuts and pull out some semen. You're assuming that these aliens have the same like thought processes and like ideas of bodily autonomy and consent and um what is it morality that we do and they may not mm-hmm. i'm just saying i mean I, it's it's plausible i just i feel like they probably just wanted some samples and we're like ah oh, dag they noticed us like we need to grab them before they get away because they know for sure we're up here i mean maybe it's possible so some excerpts from the sessions. This is Jim Weiner. They're, they don't know what to do. I think they think I'm going to come after them. I feel like I want to. I feel like I want to. The first one that comes near me, I'm going to throttle him. I don't like these things. I don't care where they come from. They shouldn't be doing this to people. So that's a session for our part of the session. Uh, then Jack Weiner said, uh, they're right there. Their face is right in my face. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what they want. They're saying things in my head. They're saying, don't be afraid. They say, do what we say. Just do what we say. And then Charlie Foltz said, it's like a doctor's office. I get that. It's cold like a doctor's office is cold. They put the panel over your chest. Then they scrape your arms and your chest, your legs and thighs. We shouldn't be here. I just, I just keep thinking. I want to be back in the canoe. So there's, there's a little, little taste of the sessions, yeah. So, um, in a later interview, like, 
I guess like 2016, by St. John Valley Times, Charles Rack changed his story, saying that he saw strange lights during the camping trip, but the abduction part of the story was a total fabrication, and he just went along with the narrative for financial gain. Uh, the reason I supported the story at first was because I wanted to make money, he said. Uh, he also said that they reported the bright light and bizarre experience to a ranger on duty in the area, but the ranger dismissed the sighting, saying that it was lights coming from a grand opening at a hardware store <laughs> in the town of Millinocket. Mm. Uh, he said that what we saw was these guys operating a searchlight in the back of a pickup. There was no way this could have been any hardware store grand opening at 9 o'clock at night coming from 75 miles away, which that I can can get behind, and it's kind of weird. That would be the first thing that the ranger jumped to. <laughs> yeah, so... Rack, he basically is like, yeah, we did see the lights and we did like see a UFO. He was like, but we didn't get abducted. I can't remember if it's an interview with St. John, the St. John Valley Times sighting is, is, uh, or sources from Wikipedia. But then some of this is bits I took from the, um, Fiddlehead Focus with Jessica Patila because I think she interviewed him. So some of it is from that. Sorry. That's fine. Why are you sorry? I just, I realized that I hadn't put it at the top with the St. Valley Times thing. Because I kind of blended them. I wonder, so so they were trying to make money? Like, who did they talk to? Or did they do, like, a television special or something? I think they did interviews, and, I mean, there was the the Unsolved Mysteries thing. I think they went on uh, some of the talk shows that were popular in the 90s. But... He talks about how they didn't make any money, really. So, according to Rack, the discussion of possible alien abductions didn't begin until years later after Jim Weiner suffered a traumatic fall and began to experience seizures. He said that's when Jim's visions and nightmares began. During the hypnosis, both the Weiners and Fultz claimed to recall small, gray aliens taking them aboard a spacecraft. Rack now says his hypnosis experience led to no such recall on his part, although he previously claimed publicly that it did. We were compelled to stay together, all speculating that this thing could go into the millions of dollars for each of us, um, Rack said. We made very little. Eventually, he and the others had a falling out, after which he began telling people the abductions never took place, and he says it's not a hoax, just a brilliant bit of storytelling, which, I was, which I'm like, that's, that's a, hoax. a hoax, bud. That's a hoax. So the other three members of the group stand by their abduction story. According to Jim Weiner, Jack, Charlie, and I, after all these years, are still in agreement with the Eagle Lake event as we three remember it. We also accept the results of the hypnotic regression sessions and subsequent polygraph tests as support um, as supportive of an abduction scenario. So we all know that technically, like, polygraph tests can be... Not, I don't know if it's faked necessarily, but... You can swing the way it works. They can be manipulated, and they're they are not foolproof enough that they can be used like in a court of law kind of thing. Yeah. So they are. I think maybe for the average person, they could be indicative if they are saying something that they believe is true, but they are not a hundred percent true. Yeah. And then in regards to hypnotherapy, according to Johns Hopkins Medical. 
while hypnosis is very effective for reducing pain and quitting smoking, reducing anxiety, treating depression, and overcoming fears or phobias, it's not really useful for memory retrieval. Uh, quote, using hypnosis to extract hidden or vague memories may not be reliable. Although there is a widespread belief that hypnosis produces accurate memories, researchers found that hypnosis does not work well as a memory recovery method. In addition, people who have been hypnotized tend to feel confident that their memories are accurate, contributing to the persistence of false memories. So basically, it's like confirmation bias. Basically, they remember something that never happened. And then because they remembered it while under hypnosis, it like over confirms to them that it's real. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I was kind of talking about earlier, where if the UFO researcher is the one that referred them to a hypnosis person, I don't know what kind of like guiding questions they ask them during hypnosis, but if they go there thinking that maybe something happened with like a UFO, it just seems mm-hmm. like it would be really easy for them to be like, well, you know, do you remember getting abducted? And they're like, yeah, I do. It's a white room. There's people here. I don't like it. And then they're all like, oh, wow, you too? And I'm just like, that's the most like generic <laughs> it's a very generic you know, yeah I was like have you seen an episode of x-files because you that's it i mean this is technically before x-files but well i think the the thing happened before x-files but when did they get 88 88 is when they did the hypnosis or was that when they went on the trip no that's when they did the hypnosis the trip was 76 ah. well then we need to talk to uh the guy who made x-files because he stole from them <laughs> but yeah i mean i would be willing to believe the ufo sighting Mm -hmm. but the abduction stuff i think it's a combination of uh false memory bias and wanting to make money and maybe a little bit of possibly the seizure induced nightmares making you like question if something happened and then getting hypnotized and then being like something did happen you were repressing these memories and then it you know confirms that possible doubt that you weren't what if they just got chased down by some ball lightning that could have also happened you just all got zapped i mean you know possible but oh and the other thing is um i didn't include this but in the article because one of the things that people point to is like well what about the lost time and um I think he said that they had, like, made a big fire, but he was, like, the pieces of wood, the way they were, he was, like, I don't think that they, I think that they may have just, like, fizzled out really fast. So it actually may not, we may not have lost time. And I'm, like, did none of you have a fucking watch? I mean, I guess it was, like, back before cell phones and, and stuff like that, but you'd think that one of them at least would would have one. Unless they, like, fell in the water and they got goofed up or something, but... I mean, an alarm clock, a watch, uh, anything that they were going to possibly, like... I don't know, something. But anyways, that's the Alagash abduction. Did they ever get in trouble for possibly lying about it? I mean, I guess if no one gave them any money, it's not like anyone came after them being like, I believed you. Yeah, no, I don't think they got in any trouble. I wonder if their fallout was specifically because of this or if it was just like, you know, they had a fantasy football league that went south and then they were like, you know what? I never believed in UFOs. 
It's possible. I mean, the other thing that I thought was hilarious was the fact that they all have like, there's only two names between the four of them. Yeah. Jim and Jack and Chuck and Charlie. I was like, what the fuck were the 70s? They just, they hadn't really gotten to the point where now, like, everyone's names seems like they have to be extremely unique. Everybody's got, like, weird, obscure names. But in the 70s, you could be, like, a John, a Will, a Jack, a Jim. If you were a girl, you could be, like, a Rachel, a Sarah. I don't think Britneys were around yet in the 70s. That was, like, exclusively 90s kids. What's another? I only got two names for girls from the 70s. What else do we got? Beth. Jane. Yeah. Uh, Sally. Um, okay, that's five. That's all you need. Mary. Mary is super 70s. Mm-hmm. Also biblical, but I feel like it really had its heyday in the 70s. Yeah. Well, I mean, so's Rachel. Mm-hmm. That's it for for the thing. What, what was, uh, did you have anything spooky you want to wreck this week? I started watching Castlevania, the new season. I thought it came out tomorrow, so I was really excited when I saw it was out. And then I got scared because people were freaking out about it on Twitter. And I was like, I have to watch it because everyone's going to ruin it. Could y'all chill for, like, a day? I swear to God. (laughs) Twitter, please. I beg you. They're like, I watched it in 15 minutes. Here's all the spoilers. Shut the Uh, fuck up. uh, But So I'm about halfway through. It's good so far. Any kissing? Um, I haven't, I haven't seen any kissing. There's been some implied, uh, some implied, um, love makings. What? But it's not for any new, new characters. It's, it's people that already been around. That were already kind of. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, I'm not the kind of person to, like, slow it down, but there's a dude in a jail cell who's naked and they keep, like, doing the thing where he just is positioned a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Or he's, like, you know, his crotch is, like, fully in shadow. But at one point, he got his shit wrecked. And I am pretty sure they showed his penis, like, three times. But it's, like, so fast. And I'm just not used to seeing penises in animation. I don't even know if they've showed a titty yet. But they've shown a penis. And I'm so proud of them. Dang. I can't, I will not confirm. I didn't want to stop and and try to eke out this like one cell of penis wiener yeah but i am almost positive i am like 89 percent sure that i saw the tiniest flash of a penis wow 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 whoa and i just think that's just so progressive it's so brave to show the f- the tiniest flash of a dick <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> wow wow uh. But maybe my eyes were just playing tricks on me. I got those floaters sometimes. Maybe just one, like, penis-shaped floater floated in front of my eye. <laughs> right right when when that was going on. But I hope nothing bad happens. I'm kind of nervous because of everyone screaming on Twitter. But maybe it'll be fine. Possibly. I don't think it's going to be fine. I think something bad going to happen. Oh, fuck. I'm nervous. Well, damn. So, I'm scared. I'm scared of that. There's also, you know, gore and vampires and monsters and stuff like that. So it's got all that stuff. But yeah, the uh, the new season of Castlevania is out on Netflix. So maybe I'll be screaming on Twitter by the end of tomorrow. There's just no way to know. It's possible. What about you? Uh, 
The only thing scary I've had to deal with is my car got hit. Yeah. Brian was coming home from work and he borrows my car on the days I work from home. And uh, he was stopped on the freeway and someone wasn't paying attention and crunched my car's butt. So... Ryan's okay. Yeah, Ryan is fine. Sorry. But... (laughs) I was on the phone with him and when it happened and that was the scariest moment. And then after that, when he was like, oh, no, I didn't even hit my head. I was like, OK, let's focus on the car then. <laughs> so uh, dealing with that and uh, Mercury is still in Gatorade. So that'll be over on the 9th and then we will all be free. But if you've been having any issues with uh, anything, pretty much, that's why. I dropped my my case of leftovers but they're fine oh phew but i did drop them god god forbid i I just thought in my brain god damn you god mercury and damn you (laughs) what did i ever do to you nothing but otherwise that's that's kind of it i do want to watch castlevania which is what i'm probably going to go do after this well I think that is going to do it for us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend. If you leave us a cool, funny review, we could read it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have a backlog. Let's just start reading our old reviews and pretending that they're new. Just bring one up. Let's just bring one up. We've been getting a couple of new ones. They just aren't written ones. It's just people going in and doing five stars, which is, you know, bless you. Bless you. I'm just going to read the most recent one. It's from two days before my wedding. Thanks. Oh yeah. Thanks, Spooky Sarah. Great for fans of spoopy stuff. I just stumbled upon this podcast and decided to give it a try. After a few episodes, I am obsessed and am now downloading all the episodes to binge during my commute. I love the casual nature of it. It's like listening to friends. Great for people who love spooky stuff, but who aren't always in the mood for the slightly stuffier style that some podcasts have. Yeah, just mean we have more than more than two listeners. It's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, and if you want to, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handles there are Ghost Emoji Show. If you've got any comments or spooky stories, or if you just want to say hello, you can email us. Our email is ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for leaving such a nice review. This is yeah. very nice. Thanks. It's really good. Really appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you so much. But that's all. Enjoy the musical stylings of Becca (laughs) as I (laughs) play her. I can't decide if I'm going to do sped up or slowed way, way down (laughs) for her takeout. (laughs) But I don't know. Uh, You just have to listen and find out, Becca. (laughs) Everybody else is already already probably getting those, those first soft peels of... Of Becca's sweet, sweet, melodious voice. Why can't you just put the actual song in? Why you gotta drag me like this? I'm too scared. I'm too scared. How is this better? This is way worse. This is way better. Ugh, fuck. Until next time, always remember to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.